You are listening to Sports Waves. This is Paxton Ritchie and Isaiah Evans. It's Malibu's only sports talk radio show live from the KWVS studio. And we are going to predict our picks for the playoff order of the NBA season, which starts tomorrow night, Tuesday, yeah. October 22nd. Um, let's start with the Eastern Conference. Okay. Because that's what I decided. Uh, so Isaiah, we'll we'll start with number one and we'll go down to number eight. Okay. So we can maximize the suspense. Because uh, if you go from eight to one, I feel like after two, you know who one's exactly. going to be. Yeah. So we'll, we'll start with we'll start with number one, and Isaiah will go to you first. So your pick for the number one seed in the Eastern Conference is um, the Philadelphia Seventy Sixers. I think they are. Um, they got better. During the offseason, I think they were one of the only Eastern Conference teams who actually got uh, better. Even though they lost Jimmy Butler, I think they still ha- have a better team overall. Um, they added Josh Richardson. Um, they re-signed Tobias Harris. They also signed Al Horford. Um, ben Simmons made a three-pointer. I, I don't. The sky's the limit for this team. <laughs> like, let's, let's be real. Um, so that's my first seed for the Eastern Conference is Philadelphia 76 You're going with Philadelphia. Yeah. We're already differing here. Uh-oh. I'm still taking the Milwaukee Bucks at number one. Um, The key thing for me here, this is regular season order. Okay. So when I rank these teams, I'm not even necessarily ranking this team could beat this team in a playoff series. I'm just talking about the regular season. Um, And I think the Bucks are, they have a, a really... I, I hesitate to call him the league's best player, but okay. yeah. Dekumbo will be this year because LeBron doesn't try in the regular season enough. Um, Dekumbo is going to carry this team to a lot of regular season victories. Uh, he's got a good group, and um, mm. I'll, I'll talk. I'll talk more about Philly later. But I just think they have some things about that team that are going to be less conducive okay. to them winning <laughs> games during the regular season. I think they'll be a incredibly tough out in the playoffs. Yeah. I'm going Bucks as the number one seed, though. Okay. I just, You're, I, I don't know, because I look at the Eastern Conference, and Philly added Josh Richardson. They added Al Horford. Uh, the Milwaukee Bucks added Dragon Bender and Robin Lopez. So hey man, I, I, you get I don't both know. Lopez I just twins know. on the same on the court at the same time. Magical things happen. Oh, so you think it's they, clinically because they also bad. added a. Okay, I'm a butcher. This Th- Thanasis, Atenakumpo. They added another Atenakumpo. So yeah. like, you, I mean, that's not gonna be some magical or will it? Yeah, for all we know, that's their new duo. They're attacking um, people, but I mean, it's a fair brothers. number one pick. It's a fair number one pick. That's yeah. that's true. Do you put them two or lower? Um, Who's your number two? They're seed? my number two. Okay, I, I put Milwaukee. I think they still have a good roster. Um, I think they're gonna have good postseason, but I do think Philly's gonna have the better regular season, barring uh, injury. I'm course. putting Philly two. Uh, okay. This this is the clear top tier yeah. in the Eastern Conference. Um, now that now that I'm talking about Philly, I will give you my reasons why I don't put them above the Bucks Here comes in the, the regular ben season. Hate. Watch out! Uh, only a little bit. I don't like Ben Simmons. I don't think he's a good player. But this is, I, I've always said this. Will they do this at this point? No. If they were going to do it, they should have done it uh, a season, two seasons ago. 
I think for the 76ers to be the best version of themselves, they should have traded one of Simmons or Embiid. Really? Because I don't think their games complement each other because they both hog up the paint. Ben Simmons. Uh, now, if if Ben Simmons goes and proves everybody wrong, and he has a jumper now, then all right, you know he's a great <laughs> player. There's nothing I can say yeah. about him. But the fact is that as a point guard, he is number one, six foot ten. Yeah. Number two, a significant inside game. And Embiid has tried to step out and drain the three, but he doesn't really have that consistent outside shot mm-hmm. like say a Miles Turner. That allows um, another big body to be in there with him. But I don't. I don't like Ben Simmons. But yeah. I will never argue the fact that he doesn't have value around the league. Oh, of course. Yeah. So it, whether they would have chosen to trade Simmons or Embiid, they would have gotten picks and young players back that would have allowed them to make their team so much better. Yeah. They could have gotten shooters around one of them. But that that I'm kind of getting on a tangent here. Why I don't think they'll be better than Milwaukee. I don't think Simmons and Embiid's games complement each other in a way that allows them to be the full extent of the extremely talented players that they are. Mm-hmm. Secondly, for regular season success, this team is too injury prone to sustain a high win pace across a whole season. I don't think Embiid's going to play 80 games. I don't know that Simmons will play 80 games. So I think there'll be just enough little stretches Mm -hmm. where this team is down that they're behind Milwaukee in the race, but at full strength in the playoffs, you mentioned Josh Richardson. That's a great X factor. Al Horford, I think may have been, may have been the best free agent signing. Certainly the most underrated free agent signing of this off season. Uh, Okay. I think you address their issues. Um, but I think they they really came out this off season and addressed most of them. Uh, yeah, they lost Jimmy Butler and JJ Redick, um, who Jimmy Butler was another ball handler. He was another, I mean, X factor player. Like in the clutch, you can give him the ball and let him go to work. Um, he was also a great defender. But to replace him, they got Josh Richardson, who's a, also a good perimeter defender. He can also be your uh, backup, you know, ball handler, um, and he can shoot the three better than Jimmy Butler could. So. Uh, they added more perimeter shooting and perimeter defense to replace Jimmy Butler. And then you talked about how you can't really pair uh, Al Horford with another big because he lacks that outside shot. Well, they got Al Horford, who's like a career 40% three-point shooter, um, but also... 40% is pretty good. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. So oh, yeah, yeah. now they can have the two Horford bigs. Embiid fit is That's going to be great. But Ben Simmons then, is almost a third big. Exactly. So what I'm saying is, so how does with that work? three big guys like this, the only difference is that Ben Simmons... While he's a big, he has the quickness of a guard, and he's a a great perimeter defender as well. So he doesn't need necessarily, like on offense, he's facilitating the basketball. He doesn't need to be in the paint. The only time he really, like he's not a high-volume scorer. That's the thing. And so that's why I think they fit. Because, yeah, but he drives he, a lot, though. He dri- yes, he does. Except now you have Al Horford to kick it out to. You have Tobias Harris to kick it out to. You have it, uh, Josh Richardson to kick it out to. So... Last season, I think they were even more bogged down in the paint because while you all, well, you had Embiid who had to be in the paint, you had Ben Simmons who's a driver. Jimmy Butler is also a guy who's most efficient when he finishes around the rim. So they got rid of that and replaced him with another perimeter shooter. So now I think their spacing on offense is going to be better because you're not going to have Horford in the post uh, very often because you have Embiid for the post. Right. You have or, ben Simmons or to drive. Horford will be in the port in the post when Embiid's out. When Embiid's exactly. Off the floor. So that. 
he he adds a lot more versatility to their roster, and I think there's going to be a lot of time where Horford and Embiid are not playing together. Yeah. Um. So it's it's kind of going to be similar to a Paul and Harden last year in a way, kind of. Yes, yeah, where they almost. stagger the minutes. So the key for me with Philly is going to be if somebody like a Josh Richardson or even an Al Horford can replicate. Or, or Tobias Harris, I guess, mm-hmm. could replicate the knockdown shooting of a J.J. Redick that they lost. True. Because an under-the-radar move, they also traded away Landry Shamit, yeah. who is now a key outside shooter for a Clippers team. Because mm-hmm. um, if this team doesn't have three-point shooting, their offense is going to stagnate. That's just the bottom line. Uh, it will, except, I mean, Tobias Harris, he's, he's a good three-point shooter. Like, um, He can make it. I don't know his percentages very well, but I know that he's considered a three-point shooter. Al Horford is as well, um, and I know Josh Richardson has kind of been hit or miss. Like there have been, he's had better years where he shot the ball better, like over forty percent, and then there's been years where he shot like thirty-five percent. But I mean, he can still hit it. So I think you're right. I think their question mark really is um, three-point shooting, but. I think defensively they're going to be a great team. I think they're going to get a lot of rebounds and probably, I mean, I expect them to lead the league in rebounding, honestly. Um, So they're going to do a lot of things well, and that's why I think they're going to be the first seed because overall I think their roster is better than Milwaukee's. We'll we'll find out. Uh, We're going to have to pick up the pace if we need to get through 16 teams (laughs) for each of us. So let's move on to the third seed in the Eastern Conference. Isaiah, who do you have at number three? At number three, I am going to take. Um, I'm gonna go with Indiana. Um. Yeah, I I think once Oladipo gets back, if he is giving the similar output that he did last year before his injury, um, which I hope he will, um, I think they made offseason acquisitions, and uh, I think they're gonna they're gonna be a good team. They're gonna be a force to. Uh, I mean, honestly. They're going to win a lot of games. That's what, that's what I think. I, I like Indiana. I just think Oladipo is going to miss too much of the year okay. to put them at number three. That's fair. So with a healthy Oladipo, I really like that team. But I think I think he's going to miss too much time. I can't put them that high in the mm-hmm. Eastern Conference. I have to go with the Boston Celtics okay. just because the talent is there. Yeah. Um, there isn't a team in the Eastern Conference that has better players than the group this Celtics team has. Obviously... How well they can play together is a big concern. Uh, but I am a big Brad Stevens fan. Mm-hmm. I believe that he'll make the best out of any roster. I, I think last year was very abnormal from him in that regard. Yeah. And so I put Boston at three. All right. Moving on to number four. Isaiah, who's your number four seed the in the Eastern Celtics. Conference? Boston. Yeah. Have anything to add about Boston? I mean, you explained it pretty yep. well. They, I mean, they have a good roster. Um I don't think they're going to be better than Indiana, so I just think I, I think they're still going to have some chemistry issues. Yeah, Brad Stevens is an amazing coach. I think they're probably going to perform in the playoffs better than they will in the regular season. So that's why I put them at four because I think they're going to work things out in the regular season. And by the end, they're going to pick it up. Postseason comes, they're really going to pick it up, and that's when I think they're going to do the most damage. So we're uh, we're continuing our flip flopping here because yeah. I have Indiana at four. Okay. Um, this the, I, I know I said Oladipo's missing too much of the year for them to be three, but they actually performed pretty well without him last year. They kind of stayed in that top four range after he went down. Yeah. Nate McMillan is a fantastic NBA coach. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think he's really underrated um, from a lot of the praise that goes to other people. Um, 
and the Malcolm Brogdon signing. We've both touched on it. That was such a good get for that team um, in terms of the way he plays, fitting with that organizational philosophy and the personnel they have. And we know what their lineup's going to look like with Turner and Sabonis locked up. Let's move on to number five. This is where things get really interesting. Yeah. You could put a number (laughs) of teams here. Isaiah, who are you going with? Um... This is where everything gets tricky. But number five, I'm going to put Toronto. Um, Pascal Siakam, I think he'll play even better. I mean, he's going to be their go-to guy. Uh, And I think he can do it. I think he'll give you consistent output um, on both ends of the floor. I think they're still going to be a pretty good defensive team. Um, So I'm going to go with Toronto, but... I just have to say that for the rest of my picks, these last four, it's it's all really up in the air. As you said, it's kind of we're, like these we're are all going out on a limb. Here. Yeah, there's like there's a lot of teams who could fit in these yeah. spots. So my number five is going to be a team um, that has made no secret about its desire to win. And it's the Miami Heat. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, I think Jimmy Butler is a much better fit in Miami than he was in Minnesota or Philadelphia. Really? Because I do. Because Jimmy Butler is all about work ethic and Mm -hmm. all about pushing his teammates. That's what the Miami Heat are about, too. Their practice regimen is notoriously the most difficult in the NBA. They even publicly, which teams never do this, they publicly suspended a player from training camp, James Johnson, because his conditioning wasn't up to their standards. Wow. So not only did they say, hey, you're not participating in training camp, go home and train and get in better shape, they told the press. <laughs> I mean, that's the other thing. So, like, they didn't this, just tell him he was right. fat. They, they went told, on the news. They and went told on the news and said oh, he wow, was out of shape. Uh... So th- that's their organizational <laughs> philosophy. I think it resonates with the players who are already there. Mm-hmm. Jimmy Butler's going to come in. And he's a bad teammate, just straight up. But (laughs) (laughs) it'll be in line with what people are saying. Also, I think the Heat are a candidate to make a a big in-season trade, depending on who becomes available. So I put them at five. Yeah. Moving on to number six. Number six, I'm going to go with... um, hmm. I'm going to go with Miami at six. Um, Like you said... Uh, Jimmy Butler's a great fit, um, and they are, as you said before, pretty much like the most likely team I feel like to for midseason trades, um, targeting guys like I mean Chris Paul's been thrown out there a lot, but also um, I think a lot of other players. We have a lot of new rosters in the league, so at that midway point, we're gonna see which ones are working out, which ones aren't. So I think Miami's gonna be a popular trade destination or target for a lot of trades, like you said. So uh, I'll take Miami at six. And I have Toronto at six, okay. so we'll we'll keep the pattern going. <laughs> um, Toronto, they're not going to fall apart. Yeah, um, this is obviously contingent on them getting off to a reasonably hot start. Yeah, because I think if they don't, Lowry and Gasol are probably gone, and then they're not a playoff mm-hmm. team. But Siakam is a fantastic player. People seem to have forgotten about OG Ananobi. Yeah, I mean he was the next big thing like twelve months ago. Right. He's still there. <laughs> uh, Fred Van Vliet, aka Drake two point oh. Yeah. He's still on the roster. So this is a good team. It's not a title contending team without Kawhi, mm-hmm. but it's still a good team nonetheless. Exactly. I think they're a top six playoff team, especially in the JV conference. Yeah. All right, Isaiah. 
Number seven, this is this is really uh, just kind of take a stab at it territory. But who is your number seven seed in the NBA Eastern Conference? Um, my number seven is going to be the New York Knicks. Nope, that was a joke. Gotcha. Oh, um, my number I was seven. About to walk <laughs> off the set. My number seven is going to be Detroit. Um, they still have Blake Griffin. They still have Andre Drummond. They added Derrick Rose, um, who's going to give you good output. Um, so yeah, I mean, I, I take them. Like you said, this is these are going to be the most volatile spots. Like there are like four teams that you could fit in here, but um, I'll put Detroit at number seven. It's very interesting. I I know you don't like this team, but I I think they were a feel good story from a season ago. Mm-hmm. They have a very good coaching staff, which should not be overstated or understated rather. Um. They have a player who I don't personally like, but I feel like his talent is too hard to ignore, and that is the Brooklyn Nets with Kyrie Irving and no Kevin Durant. Uh, they're my number seven seed. They were um, the number six seed a season ago, mm-hmm. uh, so we're actually picking them to drop. I'm picking them to drop a seed, swapping out D'Angelo for Kyrie Irving, and y- you have them lower than I do. Yeah. Um, but I, I think uh, Kyrie with young players... We'll see. And I mean, um, give me an example of when Kyrie with young players has worked. That's why I said we'll uh, see. It, it, uh, I'm hoping uh, he doesn't undo because I was a really big Brooklyn fan last season. So was I. In terms of the job that yeah. Kenny Atkinson and Sean Marks have done with that franchise, um, this team is good with Kevin Durant. Just mm-hmm. bottom line, but with Durant missing the season for his Achilles injury, there's no sign at this point he'll be returning at any point during the year. I don't think I can put them higher than seventh. Um, Clearly, you're a little harsher than I am. Do you yeah. have Do you have them at eight, Isaiah? Or do I you do. have them missing the playoffs? You I do. have Brooklyn at eight. Um, the reason is because I don't think the team has a leader. Um, except, yeah. I, no, actually, scratch that. Their leader's Kevin Durant, but he's not playing. So, um, a year from now, it'll be a different story because they'll have Kevin Durant. Except Kyrie Irving. I'm sorry, I'm not hiding him at all. I think he's kind of overrated. Um, a Kyrie Irving-led team has never had a deep playoff run. Um, so, uh, it, oh, Kyrie, Irna- Kyrie Irving-led. Yes. I, I see what you're Kyrie saying. Kyrie Irving has never led a team. He's, he's in, gone in, far the, as the side. Exactly. I, I think he's a sidekick. He wants to be the guy, but in reality, sorry, bud, you're the sidekick. Kevin well, Durant's going to come his, in and be your... His desire to be the guy lasted two years, and he was fine to exactly. hitch his wagon to... Exactly. To KD this so, time around in free agency. Um, that's why I think they're going to be eight. Um, I think they're still going to win games. Last year they went like forty-one to forty-one, right? They had just like five hundred. Think so. I, I think they're going to win more. Which games. Which was good enough for six. Exactly. In the Eastern so Conference, I think they're going to the win way. more games. I think the Eastern Conference is going to be a lot more top-heavy this year. Um, so I think they'll have a winning record, and all the teams in the East will. But uh, I just don't think they're going to be like a great team. You know, they're going to be a we'll good see. Eastern Conference team, but that doesn't make them a great team. We'll see. Um, we didn't plan this at all, Isaiah. We didn't talk about our order at all before the yeah, show. Not at all. But I have Detroit at eight. Oh wow! So we uh, <laughs> we had the same one, two, three, four, five, six, and seven, eight mm-hmm. tiers, and we flip flopped them every single time, which is kind of crazy because we did not plan that at all. Um, I have Detroit at eight. I still like Blake Griffin as a player. Mm -hmm. I think he is the type of superstar that can carry a team to an eighth seed in a first round sweep. 
He's that kind of guy. Yeah. Um, he's going to do a lot more ball handling this year, which I'm excited to see. Me too. And Andre Drummond is still around, so who knows what will happen there. <laughs> <laughs> so that is uh, our Eastern Conference recap. Just to sum it up for you, Isaiah has Philadelphia, Milwaukee, Indiana, Boston, Toronto, Miami, Detroit, and Brooklyn. And uh, Paxton has Milwaukee, Philadelphia, Boston, Indiana, Miami, Toronto, Brooklyn, and Detroit. But that was just the appetizer. Yeah. Because the Western Conference is going to be far more interesting. Um, and I, I'm sitting here right now and I have an idea, but I'm probably going to finalize my picks in like the next 45 seconds here. Because okay. I'm still going back and forth on some stuff. Isaiah, so you're, you're number one. <laughs> your number one seed in the Western Conference is? Um, my number one seed in the Western Conference is going to be the Los Angeles Clippers. Um, I think they have the best roster in the NBA. Um, they're not even going to have Paul George for the first couple of weeks. Yeah. But I think even if... I mean, they basically had a roster make the playoffs last year and then added Paul George and Kawhi Leonard in exchange for Shai Gilgis-Alexander and Danilo Gallinari. So they are the one team in the NBA who didn't... I mean, who who got a lot better and didn't lose anything, basically. So um, I think even if you have to play, you know... 20 games without Paul George and 20 games without Kawhi Leonard, which probably won't happen, they're still going to be a playoff team. So when you add in those two guys who are, I mean, two of the top 10 in the league, um, Paul George finished top three in the MVP voting last year. Kawhi Leonard was the finals MVP last year and the best player in the playoffs last year. So yeah, they're going to, they're easily for me, the first, uh, first seed in the Western Conference. They are for me too. Um, I think they're the best team in the Western Conference. I thought about not putting them at number one simply because I don't know how seriously they're going to take the regular season. Okay. But the Clippers team without Kawhi and Paul George was one of the scrappiest teams in the NBA. Mm -hmm. Those guys are all still there. Exactly. You talk about Lou Williams. You talk about Montrez Harrell Mm -hmm. as a guy who's... Patrick Beverly. Patrick Beverly. He's a leader of the scrappiness. Exactly. So during the two months there without Paul George and during whatever load management days Kawhi Leonard has, this is a team led by Doc Rivers that is still going to bring it exactly. every single exactly. night. And that's why I'm comfortable putting them at number one yeah. where I'll be dropping some other teams who I just don't think are going to take the regular yeah. season as seriously. So the Clippers are my number one seed as well. Let's move to the number two. Isaiah, who do you got? Uh, number two, I'm going to go with the Portland Trailblazers. Um, I think they're another team who really didn't lose much this offseason. They just added things. Um, so they have now Hassan Whiteside. They'll get Joseph Nurkic back during the season. Um, well, I do think Whiteside kind of has to prove himself in this roster. I think this is a team that's going to go out there and win games during the regular season. I think they're going to take the regular season very seriously even though they got to the western conference finals last year um i think they kind of have a chip on their shoulder because i i I still feel like damian lillard and cj mccollum are under or or people don't give them the respect they deserve 
because they had a phenomenal postseason and no one really talked about it because they got swept by the Warriors. So it, I, I that think Portland Denver series was some of the best basketball. Oh, my I've favorite ever series of the of, yeah. of, of the playoffs by yeah. far, by far. It's it's so easy to say because in both sides were playing hard. Um, they were playing for the Western Conference final spot. Like it was a, it means a lot for both organizations. Um, but I do think Portland is going to win more games during the regular season this year. I love the Portland Trailblazers, mm-hmm. but I did not think you were going to put them at number two. Yeah. I have to say. Um, number two for me, and this is also where I'm going to emphasize, this is regular season yeah, exactly. success. This team that I'm about to put at number two, honestly, I think is going to lose in the first round of the playoffs. Mm-hmm. But I think I know who you're going to say. Yeah. <laughs> You want to take a stab at it? Is it the Denver Nuggets? It is the Denver oh, there Nuggets. There you go. Yeah. Because they had a great regular season last year. Exactly. Uh, Nikola Jokic is one of those, um, obviously not quite on the same level as Steph Curry, but the comparison I'm making is that he is revolutionizing his position yeah. in a way that we've never seen before well, in the NBA. You do realize that Wilt Chamberlain once led the league in assists per game. Because Wilt Chamberlain was six inches taller than everybody else. Yeah, ex- um, so is so is uh, not everybody. He's he's like six eleven. How did 11. I forget his name? You can oh, okay. you well, can do your you can do your Curry slander another day. I'm talking about the Denver. Well, Nuggets. No, no, no. Okay, go ahead. Go I'm ahead. talking about the Denver Nuggets. Um, there's a secret weapon the Denver Nuggets have that nobody is talking about. Michael Porter. Yeah, oh, okay. Michael Porter Jr. Yeah. We're talking about him. I don't know if you can call him a secret weapon yet. Uh, he's a secret, because everybody no, I, forgot I, I mean, about him. Yeah, we forgot. Except, I don't know. I'm one of those he, guys who got, I don't like to hype up rookies until they prove themselves. So he could be a secret weapon or yeah. a weapon, but but this this is our this is the prediction phase of our show. Okay, so that's what that's I'm true. saying. I think he's going to have an impact role off the bench. Mm-hmm. I think he can uh, provide like a Lou Williams type spark in that. Um, he's not the same player as Lou, but when he comes into a game, he instantly provides energy just with his athleticism and playmaking ability. I've seen him play in person. Just going to throw that okay. out there. In high school. He played against my high school. Oh, wow. Um, so Denver at number two. I think they're going to lose in the playoffs to the team I have at seven. Okay. So stay tuned because um, I, I, I don't think they'll be good in the playoffs. But in terms of regular season success... I think they're in a division where they're set up to do well. Mm-hmm. So Denver's at two. Who do you have at three, Isaiah? Three, I'm going to put. Um, I'm gonna put the Los Angeles Lakers at number three. Uh, I mean, they have a good. They have LeBron James and Anthony Davis. Enough said. I think they are the second best team in the Western Conference, um, but I don't know. I feel like LeBron James is the most likely player to not take the regular season serious. So yeah. saying that, it's, it's hard for me to see them go higher than I, this. I couldn't agree with you Maybe more. Maybe even lower. I, I also have the Lakers at three. Okay. Um, I think they could slip to four, except for the fact that I think they'll get motivated near the end of the mm-hmm. year to avoid the Clippers in the second round. Okay. So I put them at three. Um, I think this will be a team kind of on autopilot throughout yeah. the regular season. 
Uh, but they're talented. Exactly. Even if LeBron doesn't play, I think Anthony Davis is good to miss like 15, 20 games this yeah. year. So even when those guys don't play, there's still a lot of talent on this team. People like Danny Green, who were used to picking up the slack when Kawhi would sit out last year. This is a good team. Mm-hmm. I uh, Ultimately, I don't think they're better than the Clippers. But they're a good team, and we can have that yeah. discussion later. Okay. I put the Lakers at three. Uh, your four seed, Isaiah. Last team hosting yeah. a playoff series. Who do who do you have? Um, I don't know. This one's hard for me because this is where everything just kind of mixes together. But I'm gonna go with the Utah Jazz as my four seed. Um, they added Mike Conley. I said it a little uh, earlier, but I think he's gonna add a lot of offensive consistency, and he's not a defensive liability at all. Um, so this is a team that plays defense first and then plays offense and I think he fits perfectly for that system um, they also added Bogdanovich who's going to add some more scoring some um, outside shooting as well so um, I, hey they got a good roster I think they'll be a four seed um, and play a lot of good basketball I agree that's where I had Utah as well at number four I was going to point out a lot of the same points you just made I think uh, the Mike Conley Trade is something that um, Utah probably needed to have happen for a long time. Yeah. Donovan Mitchell is great. He needs more help. And the Bogdanovich signing, I would put with Horford as the underrated signings mm-hmm. that are just going to carry teams, yeah. especially in the postseason. I think that was a phenomenal signing where uh, Utah and Indiana are basically the equivalents of each other in each conference. If you think about market size mm-hmm. and the way they play the game. Yeah. Um, I really like the makeup of Utah this year. I think they're a team that could be very dangerous. They could, yeah. For your number five seed, Isaiah, who do you have at number five? Number five, I'm going to go with the Denver Nuggets. I'm not a fan of the Denver Nuggets. Um, I'm not either, but they put up numbers. They do, but it's just a weird style of basketball. I think Jamal Murray is... Up there with Kyrie Irving as one of the most overrated players in the league. Um, I Murray overrated, very in my. I opinion. think he's, he's overrated, not even, but I, I don't think he's. I don't think he's good, but don't I don't like think him. he's rated enough to be overrated. All right, keep going. Yeah, okay, keep going. Maybe that's true, but I I just I'm not high on them. Yeah. Um, they were what first seed last year, right? They were second. Second, okay, but still they got I, pushed to seven games in the first round. Yeah, by exactly. San like you think if we have a four or five Utah versus Denver, I can see Denver getting swept. Like I, I just don't think they're that good of a team. They'll win regular season games. They play a nice style of team ball, but I just don't think they have enough pieces to be very good in playoffs. I had Denver at two. Um, so at five, I had the team that you had at two which is Portland. Okay. Uh, I think they're a very good. I think Portland's a very good team. I think they find a way to win a lot of games. It always seems like, I mean, obviously you're high on them having them at second, but especially last year when they ended up as the third seed, it just kind of seems like they quietly have a solid season every year mm-hmm. where you find them better than a lot of teams that had superstar power on paper. Yeah. Um, and I really like what they've done. I think, uh, Portland is another team that could make some in-season trades as well, mm-hmm. particularly for a big man. Um, but we'll just have to see what happens. Damian Lillard, stone-cold killer. CJ McCollum is a is a fantastic sidekick and a great shooter and a great yeah. player as well. I like Portland, just not enough to have them in the top two, but 
I expect big things out of the Trailblazers okay. this year. Uh, moving to the number six seed, th- this sort of feels like another tier to me anyway. I don't know. Kind of. I still have one more team that I think it's in that. Well, actually, no, you're right. This is another tier. Yeah. <laughs> Who do you have at six? Uh, six, I'm going with Houston Rockets. I, I feel, yeah, I yeah. feel like I know already. Um, I think they could be a lot higher than this. Um, I don't, <laughs> but <laughs> I think this is the ceiling for Houston at six. He, like we have, like I said before, this is the most like the biggest question mark of all teams. Like, is Russell Westbrook and James Harden are they going to be able to play together? Um, and then outside of that too, you have to consider they don't have much of a roster outside of those two guys. Like they have Clint Capella, they have three solid players. PJ Tucker is great. I mean, he's great, but he's a role player. Like he does. He's what he a does great. Well. He's a great defender. Yeah, except like, he's not a star. No, and even after PJ Tucker, like, who else do they have? Exactly. Like, I don't, I don't even, know. I don't even know who else is on their <laughs> roster. Like, I think they still have Nene, but he's like fifty. I, th- I, so. I think Eric Gordon's still there. Oh, Eric, Eric Gordon Gordon's is still there. there. He's, he's, a good he's quality, but I don't know. I just don't think outside of their like star players, they don't have like much of a roster. So they're gonna be looking to Russell Westbrook and James Harden to kind of carry the team, and we'll see if it works. Um, so yeah, that's why I have him at six. When it comes to the Westbrook and Harden experiment, um, give me the under. I, I just I don't think it's gonna work. Um, okay. I I'm ultimately I'm going to put Houston at six because I think Harden is too good. Okay, especially in today's game. But the fit with Harden and and actually I I am not a huge fan of James Harden, but I can't <laughs> I can't deny. Um. His output, his stats, yeah. um, he can lay a claim to the greatest shooter in the game right now, mm-hmm. and um, you see him. He's, wait, wait, he's shooter or shooting guard. Well, that's a fair question because he's not the best shooter. No, he's not the best shooter, but um, in terms in terms of creating his own shot, he might be. True, I I think that's what I was going for. Unless you take Steph Curry, who doesn't even need to create a shot because they'll just chuck it from half court. In the yeah, point, exactly. You know, so exactly. Exclude um, exclude Steph Curry. He's I, the best. I'm shot putting creator. Houston at six, but it, it's a reluctant six for mm-hmm. me. I I think, um, I don't think the Rockets are going to be good. I don't think they're going to be a factor come April and May. Um, so they're they're the quote unquote contending team that I'm uh that I'm most down on. But I think everybody below them just has either a, a not. Yeah, everybody below them just doesn't have the sheer, either the depth or the talent uh, that the Rockets have. Okay, that's fair. Seven. Who you got? Seven. Uh, it's these two last spots where there are like four teams in my book who are going to be fighting yep. um, for these spots. So but, g- give me the four real quick. Okay, the four I'll give you is San Antonio, Sacramento, um, Golden State, and... Dallas. Okay. Those are the four teams who I think are going to be like really battling it out for these spots. So, given that, I will take at seven, I'm going to go with San Antonio. Um, they have the greatest coach of all time. Um, they're, they're getting back to John T. Murray. They still have DeMar DeRozan. Um, they still have LaMarcus Aldridge. Um, we're, I, know, I know Spurs fans are hoping Derek White develops more. Um, I mean, he showed out in the playoffs last year. Let's see him do it again this season. So um, I'm putting them at seven because I just – you can't bet against 
Greg Popovich. No. At all. No. Um, as a Spurs fan, especially depending on who the two seed is, mm-hmm. I would be happy with seven. Um, I'm not going to put them there, though. Okay. Because there is one team that we haven't mentioned yet that I just think is too good to not drop to is too good to drop lower than this. Um <laughs> and I know you're not going to like it. I know you're not going to like it. But I have to put the Golden State Warriors at number 7. Of course. Not and and honestly, I was this close to putting them 6 cuz mm-hmm. I'm that low on Houston. Okay. And I, I don't mean, fair. I don't understand the people who are saying that this team is done. Yeah. Without KD. I think the the Wait, K- is that what people are saying? Uh, there are people picking them to miss the playoffs entirely, right? But I would say that it's not because they lost KD. It's because they lost Clay Thompson. Well, that's what I would say, too. Okay. And and having them at seven is what I alluded to, because with a healthy Clay in the playoffs, they sweep Denver at two mm-hmm. in, my, in my projection here. Yeah, yeah. Uh, they, I mean, they blow them out of the water. Um, Steph Curry, Clay Thompson, and Draymond Green is a title-winning core. It is. That's just factual. Yeah. The depth that they have now is not what it was during the pre-KD title-winning Warriors. But they're not going to miss the playoffs. They're just not going to miss the playoffs. Okay. I have them at seven, and I think they their ceiling is 5-6. Okay. Uh, depending on how much Houston blows up. Um, so I have Golden State at seven, and I I think I still think the Warriors can win the title this year. Oh, mm. is Clay Thompson going to be do. back before the season ends? He's supposed to. He's supposed to return for the playoffs. That's the really? timeline right okay. now. Okay. So if that happens, I think the Warriors can win the title this year. Okay. I'm not I'm not picking them to do it, but they're more than capable, depending on how the pieces fit together during the season. So I have them at at number seven. So let's wrap this up. Uh, who who's your eight seed? Uh, my eight seed is going to be the hometown Sacramento Kings. I think this is our year. Um, I think we're making it in there. Then we're going to get swept by the Clippers. Yeah. Um, but hey, at least we make the playoffs this so year. So you are you are picking um, Golden State to miss I the am. playoffs. And yeah. the reason I am is because without Clay Thompson for a whole season, this is going to be a roster that will quite possibly be the have the worst defensive backcourt in the NBA. Uh, I think with D'Angelo Russell already was one of the worst defensive all-stars last year. Um, Steph Curry has never really been a great defender except kind of, I think a lot of that was, or he looked better defensively just because he always played next to Klay Thompson. They always had Draymond Green who are both two of the best defenders in the NBA. So I think it always, with a good defensive team, Steph Curry looks like a better defender. But when the only real, I mean, of their starting lineup, the only guy who can really play defense is Draymond Green. Um, so because of that, I think they're going to have, they're going to have trouble stopping teams from scoring on them. I think head to head Kings versus, uh, Warriors. No one's going to be able to stop Darren Fox. No one's going to be able to stop Buddy Heald because they, I mean, they just are too, I mean, they're, they're good offensive players and they're going against bad defense. So I think whenever those teams play, it's going to be a shootout. It's just going to be high scoring offense. And I think every time the Warriors play pretty much, they're just, I mean, there's, there's no way they're beating the Clippers because, like, the Clippers are the complete opposite. Yeah. The Warriors have two high-flying offensive guards while the Clippers have 
you know, like ten guys on their team who will stop anybody in the NBA. So yep. it, it's just it, I don't I don't see it happening. Um, unless Clay Thompson can return earlier, maybe that will change if they deal DeAngelo Russell, which uh, rumors have been f- saying that they might deal him at the trade deadline. Um, that could change things up, um, depending on who they get in return. But I still don't think the Warriors make the playoffs. Okay, so you have the Kings at eight. I do. Um, I'm also I also have my personal favorite team at eight, which is San Antonio. Okay. Um, the greatest streak in sports. Mm-hmm. I don't think this is up for debate, regardless of who you root for. Twenty-two consecutive playoff appearances by the San Antonio Spurs. It's a run of excellence that's unmatched. Patriots are close. They're not there mm-hmm. yet. Um, that streak is not ending. There are people. There are always people who pick the Spurs to miss the playoffs. Really, for the past like three years, and. Um, don't see why though that it's not gonna not. happen it's not gonna happen this team was the seven seed in the west last year and they got better mm-hmm. they got better exactly because they added this is another underrated signing damari carroll damari carroll Wait, they added damari carroll damari carroll is that. a san antonio spur and he's been a san antonio spur in spirit for his whole career because that's huh. the type of player he okay. is you're right you're right um and and getting back to Jonte Murray is a huge, um, you know, addition that didn't cost him anything mm-hmm. other than a below market extension. Yeah, exactly. Um, so this is a good team. Now, granted, the Lakers made a bigger jump. Mm-hmm. They they deserve to be ahead of the Spurs, which knocks them down, you know, a peg. But um, this is a playoff team. Uh, I, the teams I think in that sort of bubble like next few out tier i think sacramento will be there i just don't see them being competitive enough i think they're a little too one-dimensional on offense and and the defense isn't there and i think luke walton has to build his team i don't think he's going to have them contending in quite the same way in year one okay um as how they functioned under dave yeager that's fair um also i had new orleans as right on the doorstep um, I, I think that um, not as a playoff team, but as as approaching that. Mm-hmm. Um, but with the injury to Zion Williamson, I don't see it happening because the the Lonzo Brandon Ingram, you know, they haven't they don't have a history of winning without LeBron. I think J.J. Redick is fantastic. He's going to fit with that team. Yeah. I mean, I mean, Lon- he's a guy who'll fit anywhere he goes. Lonzo really. to Zion passes and Lonzo to JJ kickouts are going to be lethal. Yeah, they just are. So I, I have New Orleans um, ahead of teams like Dallas, who mm-hmm. think they're a playoff team. I, I I'm not really sure about that. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so I have San Antonio at eight. Um, the the greatest streak in sports remains alive. I definitely have Golden State beating Denver, and. Um, I have, you know, Utah and Portland maybe putting a scare into the Clippers, you know, as okay. dangerous teams. Yeah. But um, ultimately, I, I think the Clippers are, they're my pick to win the title. Okay. Um, I think they're the best team yeah. top to bottom in the league. Uh, we're hoping to catch some Clippers games this year. I know yeah, you and definitely. I are. Um, real quick, we'll get a, a title projection from you and then we'll wrap things up. Um. It's hard to say, but uh, I'm gonna go with actually the Lakers. 
Um, like I said before, LeBron James, to me, is still the best player in the world. Um, he missed the playoffs for the first time in like a decade. And or, I'm sorry, let me rephrase that. He missed the finals for the first time in like a decade. Yeah. So I think he's going to return. And when he gets back, personally, I think it's going to be Lakers-Sixers. That's our finals um, for 2020. And I think LeBron James is going to bring home ring number four. Um, or would it be number five? It's four for him. Four, okay. Um, but yeah, I, I think that's what's going to happen. Anthony Davis will get his first ring. Um, Rondo will win a ring in a Lakers jersey. That will look weird. But yeah, that's that's my pick. I think that when it comes down to it, Kawhi Leonard and Paul George, while great players, are not going to be able to beat King James. So that's my pick. Clippers over Sixers for me. Okay. Um, that's going to do it for our show. We're, we're out of time. I know both of us could talk for hours about this stuff. Yeah. Uh, but we want to thank all of you for tuning in and listening uh, in whatever format you are doing so. Uh, we're broadcasting live on KWVS. That's kwvsradio.com. Uh, you should also follow us on Twitter. We have a Twitter page where we try to update you as much as we can about what we're doing, and that is Pep Sports Waves. That's at P-E-P-P Sports Waves. And uh, if you want to listen to us talk again, do it on Wednesday. We'll be on the air at noon from noon to 2, and uh, we'll be talking NFL on Wednesday, uh, setting up the week 8 of the NFL and making our game-by-game predictions for that. So... That'll do it for us here in the studio. It's a pleasure to be back on the air with you, man. Yeah, it really is. And I, uh, I'm excited for the rest of uh, the semester, the rest of our, sh- the rest of the year. I mean, we're gonna have a lot of yeah. shows, so uh, we'll we'll be wait. here. We'll be sticking around. So that will do it for Sports Waves. I'm Paxton Ritchie, and I'm Isaiah Evans. And thank you so much for tuning in. Have a good afternoon, everybody.